guys, thanks for tuning in today. I'm super excited for this lesson today. We're going to be finishing up our series that we're calling Essentials for Growth. Uh, we've been talking about some things that are really important uh, for us just to develop in our lives, uh, especially during this season uh, as we're not spending time with each other and we're kind of on our, on our own. We're isolated a little bit from each other. Um, so, so far we've talked about the importance of feeding ourselves from God's Word. Last week we talked about uh, having a community of Christians that are you know, sharpening us and helping us to be more like Christ. And what we're going to talk about this week uh, is the importance of discipline and how discipline plays a role in, in us becoming more like Christ and enabling us to grow. Uh, and I don't know about you guys, but I have found my lack of discipline over the last couple of weeks to be really surprising. I would have considered myself to be a pretty disciplined person, but uh, especially over the last couple of weeks, it seems like everything in the world has been thrown up in the air and we're starting over again. Uh, I'd, I'd be embarrassed to tell you about how much my screen time has gone up. I think it was up in the neighborhood of 168% increase from, uh, from last week to this week. Uh, not to mention that I spend a lot of time in front of the computer and watching Netflix and all those kinds of things. Just my discipline habits have, have kind of gone out the window. Uh, I've not been eating very good. I've been on a seafood diet. I see food and I eat it. Uh, I haven't been exercising very much. It seems like everything in the world, uh, all the discipline, all those good habits that I've built have just gone up in the air. And the result of that is, is I found myself a lot more anxious. I've been a lot more anxious. I've been kind of angsty about the things going on in the world, a little bit worrisome. Uh, and I just really haven't felt very good in general, just kind of blah. And I don't know if you've been feeling that way or not, but uh, it's, it's been really interesting how, as I was kind of planning out these essentials for growth, uh, and this is God's perfect wisdom that he put this week, this, us talking about discipline on the third week, uh, just the right time. Because right now is that, that kind of period where we've kind of gotten over the honeymoon of a couple of weeks of having a lot of fun, where we haven't had a lot of activity. Uh, and now we're kind of starting to get into the, man, this is really tough and this is really hard. And so I want to encourage you this morning uh, just with a couple of different things of how we can build discipline into our lives. And I want to encourage you to build some discipline in two specific areas. And the first one I want to encourage you is I really want to encourage you to discipline your time. We've got to discipline our time. Here's what the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5. He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. And here what Paul is doing, he's, he's exhorting us. This is a strong encouragement for us to walk in wisdom. And the way that he says that we can do that, he gives actually three ways if you read that passage. But here's specifically what he's saying is that we walk in the way of wisdom by walking carefully and making the best use of our time. So how do we make the best use of our time? We spend it in a way that glorifies God and we serve His purpose in our lives. And we know that the chief aim of man is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. That's the primary reason that we exist, is to honor the Lord. And because that's what we're created to do, the way that we experience the fullest, the most satisfying, the best life is by living out that purpose in our lives. And Paul also writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, that whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, we do it all to the glory of God. And again, that's our purpose. We glorify God, so we're supposed to eat in a way that's glorifying to Him. We're supposed to drink in a way that's to glorify Him. Everything we do, including the way that we manage our time, is supposed to be done in such a way that God is glorified through it. I'm a really big routine guy. I have a routine, a daily routine, and a weekly routine. It's like each morning I wake up and spend time studying God's Word and praying. Throughout the week I have set aside specific time for specific things. so And I do that because I want to make sure that I, I get to and give enough attention to the things that are important to me. So I set aside time for Holly. I set aside time for church. I set aside time to study God's Word. I set aside time to meet with students for lunch. I schedule these things in so I can make sure that I get them done. And in that way, we all create discipline. And all of us do that at some level. Some of us are better about it than others, but we all create discipline in our lives by kind of using a calendar and building a schedule. So 
in the same way that we've done that when we when we were in school, when you guys had classes and you had jobs and you had all those kinds of things, then I want to encourage you to just to make those regular parts of your life so that you can kind of structure your life around the things that really matter. And as you're doing that, I want to encourage you with a couple of just kind of tips for important things to schedule your life around. So the first one I want to encourage you is to make sure that you put the first things first. So put the things that are of the most importance first. Um, there's a, a really cool illustration of, uh, of a man who has a jar and he's got a pile of sand, a pile of pebbles, and a pile of rocks. Uh, and, and that jar is just big enough to fit all of those, uh, all of those piles of rocks and sand in, but you have to put them in in a specific way. If you start by putting the sand in and then you put the pebbles in on top, there won't be enough room for the rocks at the end because all of that stuff will have stacked on each other and there will be no time at the end. But if you put the big rocks in first, then you put the pebbles in, those pebbles start to kind of fall around the big rocks. And then you put the sand in last, that sand falls in all the cracks. And in that way, you're able to, to get all the things inside of the, the jar together. And it's a really simple illustration, but one I think that we can struggle with sometimes if we're not careful. A lot of times we'll start with the, the sand and we'll start with the pebbles of life. We'll start with the things that, that really uh, that matter to us but that aren't the big pillars of our lives. And what I want to do is I want to encourage you to make sure that, that you've given enough capacity to the things that really matter and you don't put the sand, you don't put the pebbles in first. One of the blessings of this season is that we've been given a kind of freedom to reorganize our priorities. Uh, we, you know, again, we don't have a whole lot of things that we're doing right now and so all of the things that were really important to us we get to kind of reassign how much priority we give to certain things. And we're realizing that some of the things that we really cared about, that we really prioritized, really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. That they're really just kind of sand, and they're not so much the big rocks that we talked about. So I want to encourage you just to be really mindful of what matters uh, as you're planning your day. Schedule the big rock things first in your life. You know, so think about spiritual things. Think about your quiet time, the time that you spend with the Lord, reading and studying His Word. Take an extra hour each day. You've got the freedom to do that, and you've got the time to do that now. Use this as an opportunity to read through large chunks of the Bible, books that you've never read before. Read them, study them, text about it with your friends, and just learn what God's Word uh, is about. Another big rock would be including worship, what we're doing on Sunday morning. I know we can't be together in person, but prioritizing worship with your church family on Sunday morning is something that's really, really, really important. I can't stress enough to you the importance about that. I would also really stress the importance of joining with us on Wednesdays and Sundays. Join with us on Sunday at 10 with our, our Zoom meeting just like this. You know, inviting friends, making this a, a regular part of your week. And same with Wednesday nights. Schedule those things on your calendar. Gather with your connectors. Put those things up there so that way you can build your schedule around those things. And that way you'll be able to get the things in that matter the most rather than trying to cram those things in at the very end. Obviously, there are other things that are important too, uh, things like school. You know, we can't neglect to, to do school, to watch the lectures, and to do the homework. So I'm not saying don't do that, and I'm not saying don't spend time talking to your friends. Those are very important things, but let's make sure that we're figuring out what are the first things, and let's put those first things, those big rock things first, and then let's build the rest of our time around those, those things that really ultimately matter. The second thing I want to encourage you with is to wake up at a normal time. I know you, it's probably an easy temptation to stay up really late playing video games or watching Netflix or whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, you stay up really late and you get to sleep in all day. And it really doesn't matter your time, uh, but this, this whole rhythm of staying up really late and sleeping half the day away, some of us tend to kind of get uh, our whole lives out of whack when we do that. So I want to encourage you, wake up at a normal time. Get up, take a shower, you know, brush your teeth, change your clothes. You know, do those things that you would do on a normal basis just to give yourself a sense of normalcy in life, a sense of rhythm and a sense of routine.
Another thing is I would encourage you to schedule in some exercise. Uh, like I said, I haven't done a great job exercising, but that's something that I'm thankful that Holly's been really pushing me to do. So yesterday we went out on a mile run, and I was dead exhausted after a one-mile run, but it was something that was really good for me. And I'm sore today because of it, but I'm glad we went out and did it because I feel better. My, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a biologist or a chemist, but uh, there's, you know, there, there's something that happens in the human body when we exercise. Uh, and again, I don't know what it is, so I'll just defer to them. But they say that it's good for us for us to exercise. So I want to encourage you to schedule some time for exercise. Make sure you're using your body. You know, God has wired us to be uh, to be physical beings, but we also have a spiritual component. And the health of both of those play off of each other. And so if our bodies are physically sick and physically hurting, then sometimes our our spiritual our spiritual body, our soul, in a sense, feels that same way. And so I want to encourage you just to make sure that you're spending time uh, doing doing some sort of physical activity each day that way you're stimulating your mind and your body. The fourth thing I would encourage you to do is to call somebody every single day. Um, take this time to, uh, to invest in uh, relationships that you haven't developed. Make sure that you're continuing to develop and invest in those relationships that you already have. And I know it's really hard. It's certainly not ideal to have a, a conversation with somebody over FaceTime or over Zoom or over Skype or whatever it is. But find ways to, to invest in those relationships. Again, it's not best it's not, again, it's not ideal, but it's best. Given, given what we've got right now, that's the best way for us to maintain communication. And I want to just encourage you, don't allow other people to be isolated and don't allow yourself to get isolated. Call somebody every single day if you can. If you can do multiple people a day, call multiple, multiple people a day just to be in contact, just to be in communication. It's really, really important that we stay connected to one another this week. During our Connect Group meeting uh, this last week, I was reminded of a, a really simple truth uh, that I just wanted to share with you guys, and uh, is that each day is a blessing from God. Every day we wake up with breath in our lungs, and we wake up with the sun shining is, is, a, is a blessing from the Lord. And uh, Psalm 18 says that today is the day that the Lord has made, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. So I want to just encourage you and end with uh, that point about disciplining our time with the encouragement not to waste the Lord's blessing. Uh, let's use His blessing. Let's enjoy it. Let's use the time that He's given us in order to, to fulfill His purposes, which is that we would be more like Christ uh, and that we would see other people come to know Him as well. And the second thing I want to encourage you to do is to discipline your mind. Here's what the Apostle Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1-3. through 3. He says, If then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And I really want to focus on living out verse 2, especially this season, this idea of setting our mind on the things above, not on the things of earth. There's a lot of things that we can set our minds to right now. We can set our minds to our circumstances. You know, we can think about, oh, we're at home, and this really stinks, or I'm not at school with my friends, or I'm missing out on opportunities to do this and that, not being able to finish our semester, things like that, our circumstances. We can set our mind on the things that are going on in the world. Every day, Governor Bashir comes on and he tells us what's going on in Kentucky. President Trump and all these different doctors coming on. And everywhere you turn on, on any sort of media, whether it be social media or just TV, we're just hearing news about how bad the virus is, what's going on in the world, how many people are dying. There's just constant update of information about what's going on in our world. You can get it from social media. We can you know fill ourselves with Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, just things like that, you know, sometimes uh, we just, we want to know what other people are doing, so we just set our minds on those things, and we allow those things to kind of come into our mind, and to, and to really kind of run, run roughshod over us, and one of the privileges of being in the day and time that we live in, is that we have unlimited, seemingly unlimited access to anything that we want, 
You know, we can get information about anything at any time, and it's instant. But the, the one of the dangers of living in this day and age is that same thing, is that we have seemingly unlimited access to knowledge and information, and we just constantly consume more and more and more information. What happens is that when we get our eyes off of Christ and we start to focus on the things of the earth, we begin to fill our minds with worry and fear and anxiety, and, and again, those things begin to, to kind of run over our lives. There's an old adage that says that we become what we watch. And so, in other words, what we're filling our minds with and what we're setting our minds on is what we become. And so, if we're filling our minds with information that is uh, from people who are panicked and people who are fearful and people who are worrying or people who are, uh, who are upset about their circumstance, then what we're going to become is people who are filled with fear and worry and panic and we're going to be upset about our circumstances. But if we'll discipline our minds and we'll set our minds on Christ, and the things that are above, then we're going to find ourselves filled with the peace of God that surpasses all wisdom and understanding. And here's what the Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 4. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then he says in verse 8, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And he says, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Again, there's a lot of bad news in the world right now. There's a lot of things that you could focus your attention, you can, you can set your minds on. But I want to encourage you to discipline your mind to set your mind on Christ. Resolve your mind to think about Him. Cut out some of your, your media intake and spend more time in God's Word. Sing worship music out loud. Holly and I did that in the car the other day. and It almost brought me to tears just because I missed that so much. I hadn't engaged my heart in worship in that way. Delight yourself in God's Word. Spend time studying His Word more so now than ever. Encourage one another. Call each other up. Encourage each other with some scriptures that you've been reading. Think about whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, praiseworthy. Think about those things. But not only think about those things, but think about, more importantly, the one who perfectly embodies those things, Christ Jesus himself. So those are the things that we need to discipline our mind to do. And we can rest in these promises and know that the God of peace, the one who's already secured our eternal peace by his blood that he shed on the cross, that he's going to guard our hearts and he's going to guard our minds in Christ Jesus, that he's going to be with us. So let's set our mind on Him, let's allow Him and allow Him to rule our hearts and allow His peace to rule our minds. And in a little bit different but similar vein, I, I want to encourage you to, to discipline your mind in this way too. I know now that some of you guys may have gone home to, to not great home situations or maybe you went back uh, to your, your old houses and your family and uh, some of your past sin and your temptations, the old temptations were kind of there waiting to greet you when you came home from college. And, I just want to encourage you uh, to continue to discipline your mind in that battle. In Ephesians 4.17, uh, Paul says this. He says, Now I say and testify in the Lord, you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding and alienated from God, from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them due to their hardness of heart. It says they've become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But really in verse 20 he says, But that is not the way you learned in Christ. Assuming that you've heard about Him, and you were taught in Him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, and true righteousness and holiness. 
And I want to challenge you and just encourage you to discipline your mind every single day to put off the old self along with all of its sinful desires and to put on the new self, which is being renewed after the image of God in holiness and, and in His likeness and righteousness. And verse 23 tells us how we do that. It's to be renewed in the spirit of our minds. Day after day after day, we discipline our minds to think about Christ. And we find our, our deep satisfaction in Him because we know that the satisfaction that is found in Christ alone is greater than any satisfaction or any pleasure that this world has to offer. And so let's discipline our minds. Let's set our minds on Christ. Let's allow His peace to rule over our hearts. And let's discipline our time. Let's make the best use of it for God's purposes so that in this season we can look back and we can say, yeah, I absolutely grew in my relationship with the Lord, and as a result, I was able to make an impact on those that were around me. I want to finish uh, our lesson today with a doxology, a uh, praise to God, and this is from Jude. And this is a prayer uh, that I have for each of you. It says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week.